Hello, everyone, and welcome. God bless you all. If this is your first time with us, we extend a special welcome to you, and we hope that you will continue coming back as we look together through God's Word. And if anyone needs a little help with some prayer or just has some questions, please feel free to write to us through our website. We'll be happy to help. No matter how much science and technology increases, no matter how much money a person may have, or even how many relationships a person may have, Jesus Christ is the only one that can fill the void that is deep within our hearts. Eternal salvation can only be found through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the absolute main goal of our ministry is to share Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Jesus is still the answer today. As part of today's look into God's Word, we will be discussing the problem that exists with being guided by our own opinions. No matter how smart or intelligent we may think we are, we can never truly understand everything on our own. Creation itself shows us that things are just too vast and complex for us to even think that we can know everything. That's why we cannot let ourselves be guided by our opinions. Our opinions have no power over reality. Just because we want to think something or believe something does not make it real. Everything is not based on our opinion, and eternity certainly is not based on opinion. This planet does not turn because of our opinions, so we should never entrust something so critical as our eternal salvation on our opinion, on what we think it should be. Everything that exists points to the reality that we just need to trust something, or rather someone that is way beyond our intellect and power. Someone that transcends our very limited control and knowledge. Our own opinion should be replaced by our faith in an eternal and almighty being that is always been, is, and will always be at the center of all existence. We need to rely on God's truth. We will talk some more about this in just a few minutes. But as part of today's prayer time, I would encourage you to pray for an open heart and an open mind. That God help you free up your own preconceived notions and for Him to make you able to understand what is necessary. And together with that, I encourage you to pray so that you are able to lay aside any kind of pride you may have and that there be a general acceptance of reality. You see, pride clouds up reality for everyone, whether it is a lot or a little. So, having said that, let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, may you be blessed and praised forever and ever. God, Creator of heaven and earth, I give you thanks, O Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for your, for your mercy, for your grace, for your love, for Heavenly Father, that the awesome sacrifice that you allowed to have happened so that we could be saved. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I, I give you thanks for your love. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I come before you right now in this moment, Lord, that you please, Heavenly Father, help us to, to have open hearts and open minds. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that we may that we may just lay aside any preconceived notions, O Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to lay aside pride and help us to just be able to have the clarity and and the willingness, Lord God, to be able to understand your word and to be able to understand that you are God and that we need to depend on you and that we cannot depend on ourselves and on what we think. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone listening. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit may just be able to work in their lives in a mighty way. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today, we'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 14, and this is what it says. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. He who walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death. Even in laughter the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn away from the snares of death, and a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is a downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is is against him who causes shame. As I read through this passage, there was something that stood out that is a common problem, and that is when people establish themselves on their own opinions. The few verses that made me focus on this were uh, verses 12, 14, and 16, and this is what it says. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. 
Verse 14 says, The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. And verse 16 says, A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. There is a grave danger in somehow determining that our opinion is what establishes reality. I will never forget a conversation I, I had with somebody a long time ago about salvation. She was quite obstinate. I would try to share with her that the Bible teaches that the way we come to have a personal relationship with God or, or have salvation is, is through the complete repentance and conversion from our sins and by accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives. She kept on interjecting, saying that she thought that it was just all about being a good person. I tried to gently insist that the Bible teaches that we cannot be saved by our works. But she insisted. I think we are saved by just being good people. There was no convincing her. She was completely set on opinion. In the end, she said that her idea was that and, and that there is nothing else to be said, which pretty much ended our conversation. She was and, and is a very nice person, but just completely fixated on the notion that her opinion was what dictated reality. Did you know anyone like that? Have you ever run into someone that thinks that what they choose to believe is what will ultimately be? We all are within our rights to have an opinion. But does our opinion, or rather, do we as humans have the power to dictate what happens in eternity? Actually, let's start with even talking about altering or dictating our physical world. Are we strong enough in this planet that our baseless opinions can control our reality here? I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here, but the answer is that we are very extremely limited beings. Our opinions can only take us so far, even in this vain and very finite world. I remember not too long ago that I saw in the news much of the track of Hurricane Dorian, the hurricane that just hit the uh, the Bahamas. In particular, I was following it because I happened to be Florida on business. And I remember seeing on the news that one of the weather folks was explaining all of the different models that different organizations had developed on the potential track of the hurricane. And as she was explaining the various models, she mentioned a so-called European model, and some of you may remember that, and, and that the track that it was suggesting for the hurricane. What was funny was that she said that European model is showing the uh, hurricane coming towards Florida, but before reaching Florida that the hurricane will turn and then circle back into the ocean and head north, potentially glancing some of the coastline as it makes its turn, passing by the Carolinas and then just speeding up away from the U.S. But for some odd reason, she said that we're not just, we're not going to go pay attention to that particular model and, and she really didn't go into detail why. She just blatantly dismissed it, as if it had no bearing or logic. Now, as some of you may remember or recall, the hurricane pretty much followed the European model quite closely, and it more or less did what it said it would do. The hurricane did not destroy Florida, like most other models were showing it, nor did it cross over Florida and into the Gulf like it almost seemed like people wanted to have happen. Now, I'm not saying that the European model is what everyone should follow moving forward, and it is a fact that for some strange and merciful reason, God did not allow for this monster to come to Florida and other places in the U.S. and cause the devastation that was inflicted upon the Bahamas, which I hope you're still praying for, by the way. The point with this story is, 
how can a person just arbitrarily disregard or dismiss something that may may have made some sense in the world? Do you see just how limited a person's opinion can be? Even if they proclaim something is going to happen the way they say it will happen based on science? And to this fact, we can note many other human limitations that clearly illustrate that our opinions do not affect reality, no matter how intelligent we think we are. Our opinion cannot affect in any kind of way reality. Here's another for instance. For how many centuries did man think that the world was flat? There are still some people to this day that, that swear based on some theory that the world is flat. But going back in history, nearly everyone thought that the world is flat and that prevented many things from happening. So, because so many people during that time chose to believe that the world is flat, did that actually make the world flat? Did their wishes flatten the planet somehow? Well, their opinion flattened the planet for sure, but for them. But reality was not changed or affected at all by their opinions. The world continued being round just the way God made it. As a matter of fact, if they had just read a little bit of the Bible, they would have realized that the world was round about 700 years before Christ. Isaiah wrote this, It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Last time I checked, a circle is round. Mankind stifled themselves for centuries on the absurd notion that the world is flat because they let themselves be guided by their own opinion as opposed to just looking into the Word of God. The answer was sitting in there all along. Could you imagine what the world would look like today if man would have looked to God's truth about the form of the planet and it has always been round? And well, here's another notion that governs most people on the planet that we all came from an explosion, the famous Big Bang Theory. So, the opinion on the existence of mankind and everything in the universe hinges on a cosmic explosion, on an accident. Because people choose to believe that, does it then make it real? How about if someone chose to not believe that gravity exists? What then? Do we all go flying off the face of the planet into the darkness of space because someone's opinion altered somehow the reality of gravity? Or how about something that is very simple and trivial like coloring the gray hairs on your head? And many of you ladies and men go through this. I know some of you men do also. You can paint your hair all you want, but beneath that very, very fine coating of cosmetic cover-up, your hair will still be gray. The Bible teaches us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 33 to 35, the following. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair, white or black. So, paint it all you want. But after you shower so many times, or just with the passage of time, your true hair color will show as it grows out of your head. Now, I'm not telling you to not color your hair, because that's up to you. That's preference. Don't miss the point, which is 
that we cannot really change anything, no matter how hard we try, just by our thoughts or our opinions. Our opinion will not affect the true color of our hair, or the shape of our planet, or the way everything physical came into existence, and even far less affect the existence of God. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, just because some people choose to believe or are of the opinion that God does not exist does not make God disappear. As sure as the reality that every one of us will die someday, we will all come to the realization that God is real when we stand before His mighty and eternal throne, before His holy presence. When that happens, all opinions will cease. All foolish pride will be brought down to the ground and only one truth will prevail. That God is God, that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that what he says will and shall be the truth, just as it always has been, is now, and will always be, forever and ever. Romans chapter 14 verse 11 to 12 says, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. So if we understand that God is God, and that everything is and will continue to be subject to him, and that he is ultimate truth, it is in our own best interest to seek for and embrace his truth, and try to apply as best as possible what he teaches us to do for our sake and for the sake of those that surround us. It is not a good idea to allow ourselves to be fooled by the notion that our opinions can dictate reality. We should not let ourselves to be so irresponsible with our own salvation, with our very lives, to think that what we say goes. We are very limited beings, and if we just come to that realization, we should then understand that we need something or someone higher and mightier than we are, someone that we can actually trust. We should not base our reality on our opinions, but rather we should base our belief, our faith on someone who has always existed and will always exist. Someone immovable who made everything that we see and don't see and cannot even come close to understanding. A wise person relies on God and looks to make his truth the foundation of their life. The good news in all of this is that God loves you and me. And he only wants the best for each and every one of us. His desire is for every person to come to the knowledge of salvation and to live a blessed and fruitful life, a life that can only be supplied by life itself. For Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one else loves you and me as much as God loves us. No one else can give us the knowledge and understanding that only God can give. The Apostle Peter understood this quite clearly when he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. My best advice to you is to base your life not on your human opinion or intellect, or on the knowledge of men, 
but rather on the God that loves you and only intends to give you all things through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the wisdom of his word. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, God of the universe, creator of heaven and earth, Lord, I, I give you thanks. I praise you and I worship you for your guidance, oh Lord, for your mercy. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I give you thanks for what you try to teach us because you love us, Lord. Because you only want what's best for us, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we are very limited and finite creatures. Lord, there, there really isn't much that we can change, that, that we can do. Lord, we don't even know the next five minutes of our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that. Help us, O oh Lord, to be clear on that fact that we are just very limited. And that because we are limited people, then we cannot base reality on, on what we think. That somehow, magically, that because we choose to believe something, that that's what will happen. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that you are the holder of truth. That you are the truth. And that there is no other truth. Heavenly Father, help us to again have open minds and hearts that we may understand and just embrace that reality. That you are the reality. That you are the truth. And that Lord, that even if it doesn't make sense to us sometimes in our own limited minds that we just choose to believe. And as Jesus Christ said himself, that if, that if we believe, then we will see the glory of God. Heavenly Father, I, 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 I believe it with all my heart, Lord, and, 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 and I praise you because of me being able to put my faith in you, I have been able to see your glory. Your glory in my life and in, and in other people's lives. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you just want to be real to us. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that. And help us to just place our faith in you without any reservations. I pray for every person that's listening, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may just be able to work in, their, in everything in their lives and that they might be able to give you that opportunity to experience you and experience your truth and what your truth can do in their lives if they just believe and if they just look to follow you closely. I pray for your blessing on each and every person. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. As always, please feel free to write to us through our website if you would like more information or just need some prayer. Our web address again is thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.